We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the Wombo Combo Podcast. That's right, I'm Bricky CPK, joined as always by BSJ, and we got another episode in the works for you. Uh, one that's, uh, it's, let's just say it's not going to be as fun of a show, and I think it's for good reason, but uh, first things first, as always, BSJ, how you doing, buddy? Good, I just uh, solved a brief technological problem. I've never had this, but I have two monitors I just got that their sound comes through the monitor. So really? both of the monitors are the same, so random applications are all on my second monitor. So instead of hearing it through here, I just hear it coming out of my monitor, so the first 30 seconds of that, I uh, heard it coming out of my monitor. I was like, what the hell? Uh, I was ready to be like, pause, pause. But instead, I just got to waste 30 seconds of all your lives telling that all story. Right. But uh, yeah, man, I'm good. We uh, have been almost we're, – we're, we're almost settled in in the new move-in and everything. You see behind me, there's still stuff yeah, on the cleaned up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it used to be a shit ton of boxes. So I'd say that's a step in the right direction. Sadly, the couch we have – coming is coming in like six weeks so oh geez yeah it's just the i guess the quarantine life or whatever uh but yeah everything's great here man and uh obviously sad to have to talk about what we do today but hey man even games like dota have the real world hit them sometimes too yeah, just like obviously we're all being impacted by what's going on uh, with the coronavirus situation, everything, uh, as you mentioned, that's, that's a good way to put it. It's the real world's definitely hitting Dota 2 in a pretty hard and fast right now, I think is an appropriate way to say it as well. So uh, we are going to be talking about the uh, basically the statements that have come out concerning sexual harassment within the Dota 2 scene, as well as the gaming 
scene in general. This is something that is definitely bigger than Dota 2. It's having some pretty high impact in some pretty important places, but uh, obviously our focus being on the Dota 2 scene and what information has come to light uh, at this time. And of course, you know, giving opinions where necessary as well. So, uh, to kick it off, the the first one I wanted to go over here is the one, the accusation of Zyori. Uh, Ashley Christ, I believe is how you pronounce her name. I'm not 100% sure on that, but uh, she's the one that uh, created a tweet longer uh, a couple of days ago, the 21st, or actually was yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yesterday is when this all started to come out, really, I believe, earlier on on Sunday there. Um, again, uh, claiming uh, sexual harassment there from Zayori. There is a whole twit longer uh, write-up on a couple of instances as far as uh, she was hired to do some cosplay back for uh, one of the Summit events, and this was back when Zari worked at the BTS uh, studios before, of course, Moonduck uh, became a thing there. Um, and a couple of different instances came up in her relationship with Zayori that uh, led for, led to her to be very uncomfortable and, you know, eventually come out with this uh, twit longer here. And let's just say there is other accusations also happening on some other people in the scene as well. So this is something that's compounding in some sorts, not necessarily against Zayori here or one specific person, but there's more and more women speaking up which obviously in itself is a very, very important and amazing thing to see uh, at this time. But uh, this one, again, focused around Zayori. Um, again, I don't know how much you had the chance to look into it and also if you got the chance to see Zayori's response on it to get the other side or his side of the story, you could say. Um, but yeah, what did you think when uh, you saw this come out? Uh, I did not watch Zayori's response. I did I did read the, the tweet longer yesterday. Um for me, the whole situation is is tough because this one in particular, it seemed like it was quite arguable. Like even if we didn't hear Zayori's response from the girl's perspective, it's quite arguable when I hear the story that Zayori didn't know what he was doing wrong. And it's one of those things where some of these are quite blatant, some of them are not okay. Just like you should never even make that mistake. But in my opinion, the Zayori one seemed much more about, honestly, you can call him being clueless. You can call him being ignorant. You know, it's not like a good thing what he did, but I don't believe he thought he was doing something wrong. I know Zayori from meeting him at events and my overall impression of the guy is exactly what I just said. And obviously facades can be had and I may be completely misled and I'm open to being wrong about him. But mm -hmm. in this given scenario, nowhere in her post did it sound like she said like, get off me or go away or I'm not into this. Um, and she just, I'm not saying she deserved it. I'm not saying that well, any of that, but it sounded like to me, he thought, you know, she was interested and pursued her very aggressively. I think the overall thing that comes to mind when I hear this situation, though, is the overall attitude of men as well as, I don't know, like, it, as a man, it feels very hard to willingly tell other guys that they're being assholes. You know, do you know what I mean? I, I think that's the biggest deal that comes out to me here is that this is a situation that only happens 
because when a guy's being an asshole, other guys aren't holding them accountable. And that's like a male culture. Like that is something that men do and have groomed each other to do. Like they have really done that. Like I personally, I guarantee I could come up with a few examples where I stood idly by, not like some crazy abuse, but maybe a guy stepping out of line and being inappropriate. And as a guy, you almost feel paralyzed as well in the sense that it's like, I know I should tell this guy not to do this, but he's always like, I'm also going to get shit from my buds or whatever mm-hmm. that that's happened. And I think I'm not trying to victimize men at all, but I do believe the culture around men and talking to each other and calling each other out and being held accountable for this kind of stuff is what is the root of this problem. Like that to me caused this entire thing and results in these types of situations. And I, I feel sorry for the victim as long as Zayori's response is in, if it's, if it's anything other than him saying, I didn't know, I'm sorry, and I'll do my best to never do anything like that again, put anyone in an uncomfortable situation ever again, that's all I can expect from him in this one. That, that's all I can really expect. If his response is anything other than that, though, there's a problem. That's how I looked at it. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of things there. As far as, you know, with the guy's interactions and the idea of being paralyzed and when he's happy to see something, a- again, yes, when I was – definitely when I was younger, I've had some instances where I do wish, you know, maybe did speak up a little bit more, et cetera. But I think that that's the important thing with what is happening here is that it is a learning experience. That's something we all need to take in and realize what, what the issue is here. Um, and that is the idea that as as a man or whoever being able to speak up, but then also you got to think for the perspective of the women in this case. Um, and again, in, in this instance, being uh, uh, Ashley Chris, where you know if you think it's it's tough for the guy to to think stopping somebody else from making certain advances that might not seem appropriate. You can only imagine what it's like for her that when she's getting these suggestions and, and as she explained, you know, in her mind uh, to really want to be sure that she could fit in with the, uh, with the, the Dota personalities there and with the crew, that that's something that a lot of guys and most, and definitely myself wouldn't even fathom having to experience. And Absolutely. so that that's where it, it is. Again, 100 percent agree. It is really tough as as a man to grasp that. But with these stories coming out, Zayori and all of us certainly need to be sure to take in what is being said here and understand that it doesn't always have to be a well, she didn't say no. So I thought it was OK. There is a lot more that you can take in when it comes to signals, when it comes to um making sure yourself really being clear. Cause in this instance, the, the one part of it that I do certainly feel for uh, Ashley Chris on this is that this was uh Zyri, Like I said, he was in a, in a management type position or whatever it would have, as he said in his apology, I had to watch the video there that made the point to bring in these cosplayers. And she was one of the cosplayers that was hired for this event. And then, you know, he made the decision to, make advances towards her after the event was over at the after party. And that's what kind of snowballed this whole idea where mixing business with relationship. There's, this is something that we all know by now and definitely another reiteration of it. Unfortunately, that 
it's a very, very difficult place, a minefield of sorts, and you have to be so, so careful uh, if you are going to attempt to make that happen. Not saying it's impossible, but there are extra precautions you certainly have to take if you are going to go that direction. So, There's a deeply rooted issue here. I'm not going to go too much further into it, but let's just be honest. If you understand how the world works, there are countless examples of any profession out there that women can sleep their way to like promotions or, you know, better jobs or like, you know, different jobs or basically get things that they need by seducing men in power. And that whole culture is, is obviously just the root of everything. Like it's not a good thing, but at the same time, if you're a woman and you know, you can do that, like, so I know that some personalities, they're just going to do that. So then it promotes this to keep getting fueled to happen. So then men know, like, if I'm in a position of power, I can use that power to seduce women. My point being is that I personally don't see how that part of this gets solved. Like, that perspective that she thought she could fit in, that, you know, Zyuri coming from that position of authority, somebody who belongs, um, like, in her mind, that's, like, she knows at the back of her mind that, like, women can do that, right? She knows that. And for her, that almost left her paralyzed to be like, I should do this for myself, for my future, all that kind of stuff. And so it's like this mentality in general is is obviously toxic. But at the same time, like if people are going to abuse the system, how do you get it to go away? That's the big problem I see here. Um I think that, that that's the that's the underlying issue with all of this is that why does she feel like or why do any women feel like that has to be the case? Right? Why yeah. is that the thing in the first place? Right. That's an ingrained and, culture. Yeah. Right? Like, that's you, the problem. I, I don't have the answer. You don't have the answer for that 100 percent. But again, it starts with the changing of mentality, especially on the men's side, especially in the video game industry. Dota 2, very necessary as far as accepting women that do come into the scene. Um, and it really it makes you just. At least for me, it's it's mind it's crazy to me, especially with all these stories coming out and just thinking in general how we do have several talent like Moxie, Seaver, especially, et cetera, that have been able to ingrain themselves within the scene and you know fight it out and really stick it out because that that takes so much effort uh, to be able to do so, way more than any man certainly has to go through when it comes to being I, involved in the scene. The hardest thing about privilege, uh, when in this case being a man is like a lot of the things that come with privilege is like things that you it, it's is not having to deal with things or not having to go through things so oftentimes it's really hard to understand that you are quote unquote privileged because you're not like not doing something you're not experiencing it right like you just don't know it exists or like you're not even aware that some people have to go through that and i think for men like the core problem here is that they have to open their eyes and their minds to the fact that women do go through this, right? Like that they do have to deal with this. And a lot of men, including myself, maybe as recently as last year or two, are largely unaware that this kind of shit has to be dealt with by other people. And we're like, wow, it can't be that big of a deal. But then when you hear like their side of the story and you try to inflict that upon yourself where you're like, Wow, imagine if I had to do that on top of all the other things I had to do to get where I am now. Like that to me is is like like you said, it's like unfathomable. It's, it's crazy. And for me, 
I, I, I it, it obviously makes you respect the women of the scene even more. And I, I do want to say that this quarantine for me has been incredibly fascinating because I believe that when it comes to like the Black Lives Matter movement, this kind of thing, I group a lot of this together as things that almost everyone in the world has some idea that this goes on. Like, even if they don't know or like try to know or like know much about it, these are things that have kind of just been swept under the rug as we all live our daily lives and conduct our business as like we go through our busy schedule and all that kind of shit. And suddenly the whole world is forced to like not have a very busy schedule for like four months. Mm -hmm. And everyone has this time to ponder all the shit that they put up with on like a regular basis and systematic you know, oppression, racism, in this case, sexism. And all of a sudden, over the course of like a three-month period, all of this stuff has just come to light. And I, I find that fascinating because it just shows that all it takes is a step back from what we're dealing with on a daily basis to see the bigger picture. And I, I can only hope for the future of this industry and every other industry that the time we've had to reflect and basically look at stuff like this and have it come to our attention that we obviously can't undo what's already happened. But us as like, you know, for instance, me as, uh, as like a streamer in the Dota two community, I would only hope that every time I stream that I can try to help spread this awareness in some way. Cause coming from a male's perspective, a lot of women will always say stuff like, you know, I was flirting with a guy. How did he not know I wanted to go on a date with him or something? And for me, a guy like me, the reason why I'm always hesitant to assume a girl is flirting with me or whatever is because I'm equally as scared that I'll interpret it as flirting and be like that guy. Be that guy that's a complete asshole, you know, a complete um, douchebag that crosses the line. And so – this is just a lack of communication from both sides. And it's mainly on the brunt of men, you know, like 99% in my opinion on the brunt of men. And so my message and overall take from this, I know I've been rambling is that as men, we have to be more open to talk about this kind of stuff to each other mm -hmm. uh, such that when we are, like in we when we are in the wrong, when we do make a mistake towards a woman, that we can have somebody who understands our perspective exactly tell us, okay, this is what you did wrong. Let's talk it out. Make sure you never do it again. And also, if a guy does something that's blatantly crossing the line, like obviously crossing the line that he knows is wrong, that other men can be the ones that call them out. Because the fact is the power is not going to shift if the people who don't have if the people that have the power don't do anything like it's just kind of how the world works like if all men were to band together and just say like eh, we're not going to do anything about this i have a hard time believing this would ever really change like i as much as i want to empower um anyone to to have an impact i i think it's on us as men to do it and um at least start it so I can only say I respect and admire all the courage it has taken for all these women to take a stand. And I only hope that men such as you and I and everyone else in the scene can, can acknowledge and 
make their courage for not, you know, or you know, make it not for nothing. Yeah. So, um. Sorry. No, that's that's fair. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all the UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's word BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Um, that leads us into the next uh, accusation here that uh, uh, the statements that have come out. Um, Confactor Strudel, I believe is the name. Uh, she had actually... I happen to mention a couple of instances in a tweet at the TI7 after party um, where uh, one uh, where she was grabbed by the wrist and they wouldn't let go and she had to forcefully uh, pull her wrist away. Um, and then later on, she did uh, make a point that it was Grand Grant. Uh, Grand Grant did immediately apologize via tweet uh, after that came out. Um, and then I think I want to say it was earlier today even. Um, we have here, yeah, Wicked Cosplay, actually, a couple of hours ago. Um, she ha- she actually mentions here the two women I know Grant has legitimately assaulted who have yet to come forward. Um, again, very serious accusations that we have going on here uh, when it comes to Grant Grant. And now, to, to preface this, obviously, Grant I've known Grant for a very long time, uh, back in the Han days, and I've cast it with him and such. Um Frankly, hearing these stories is it, it is sickening. Uh, it, it it is very 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 unfortunate to hear, um, and you know the the whole initially, especially with the the grabbing of the wrist situation, you you can suggest oh that's not that big of a deal. I personally don't. I think the idea of touching anyone, especially a woman as a man, you should never do without. Uh, asking in the first place and being sure to get an actual affirmative yes from them. Um, but then on top of that, the again, the accusations coming out that uh, legitimately assaulted a couple women, that's, that, that is way over the line. Um, and again, we'll see if more comes of this uh, as far as more tweets or whoever else, if they do feel like they want to tell their story, uh, if it's there. But yeah, uh, it's it, it's almost like numbing because, again, I've been processing all this stuff that's been coming out throughout the day within the video game industry, like I said, as a whole, but really specifically focusing on Dota 2 and uh, seeing that name just hit hard. It, very unfortunate, but um, definitely think that uh, it's, again, if more information certainly does come out, then I, I cannot see... I don't think personally that Grand Grant should be involved in the Dota 2 scene, no matter how much he's done for it. Uh, these accusations are something that we're really trying to get away from with what we're doing here. And if we let something like this just go and, you know, be apologetic or just kind of let it go on the wayside, then it defeats the whole purpose of this movement, of this idea that we're trying to accomplish right here. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, I've worked with Grand Grant a lot I, in terms of his work in the scene. I think he's one of a kind. 
I think he's like an incredible member of the scene in regards to his contribute contributions to Dota. Um, but like you said, I, it's it is it is like crazy to hear uh, numbing almost. I, most people in the Dota scene, at least myself included, were aware that there was a past to Grand Grant, like and that he's changed quite a bit. But some things are not like you can't just you can't just move on from them. You can't turn a new leaf, you know. Um, and if everything plays out how I think it will, I can't imagine him participating in any further tournaments. Like I, I, I just can't. Um, for me, I, I can't relate to this at all, and I, I'm not trying to come from ped, some pedestal. I just, in my mind, I've never thought this way. I think, like when I say thought this way, like I've never once aggressively pursued a woman and I've just never been like that. So I'm like, when I try to put myself in the mind of someone who's done that, I can't really fathom it. I can't really picture it, Mm -hmm. like why they would do that. Um, And I do believe that similar to like people throwing games intentionally, that if you don't hand out serious punishments, potentially career ending punishments, it's just not going to fix anything. Like, not, It's just going to return right back to where it was, right? Um, it is the job of the like the, pow- the people in power to show that certain things are not okay. And as long as they're giving the message that it is, it will continue to happen. It's like, I guarantee you, if any esports personality, any person that's on a team finds out that if they're accused of sexual harassment and proven guilty that they're going to lose their job and lose their career. They're never going to do that shit again. Is that like the ideal way to deal with this problem? Not really, obviously like, you know, fear being the, the primary dissuasion. Obviously you'd rather it be like education and, and uh, you know, openness of communication and understanding, but so you got to start somewhere and there has to be a no policy, no, no tolerance policy on this kind of stuff. This is a new aid. This is a new, uh, business you know a new era of online like gaming in general like this is a very new industry and this is the time where we set the standard for what we plan to make out of this and i think sadly he does have to be made an example of i don't really know what else is the option for that yeah it's it's something that again that one's certainly still uh development very possibly to come on it but uh yeah it, it's with you 100% as i said before it's it's one of those that it just cannot be tolerated especially if there are multiple accusations coming out let alone one um when it comes to harassment sexual harassment etc uh within the Dota 2 scene and so those are the those are the couple of uh, accusations and the statements that I've been made that have came out uh, within these last couple of days. This also leads us into the idea of this goes beyond the talent, right? This goes beyond the talent. Uh, it's the Dota two scene as a whole, specifically in game, uh, and the idea once again that if if you're a woman trying to play Dota two. Um, and frankly, a lot of games, unfortunately, it is very difficult to just ignore 
just hit that mute button like everyone else, as people like to suggest, when the harassment that they specifically are getting just for simply saying hi over the mic or wanting to communicate uh, and they're found out to be a woman, oh, it, it, is, it, it is, again, it's absolute insanity and it's something that does need to be uh, stopped. And it's one of those, if you're Valve seeing this movement going on, you absolutely need to take a stand on this and be very strict when it comes to if any comments are found to be made in game that are along the lines of the sexist type bands given out there. I don't think there is leeway here. If we truly are trying to fix this problem of uh, getting more women involved in the gaming scene in Dota two and sexual harassment in itself. Yeah. I don't want to quickly change the subject, but, uh, Three minutes ago, Grant did tweet out that he is being that he is leaving the the esports scene for a long time, if not permanently. <laughs> so he basically gave a very what seems like genuine <sighs> apology, and to not make this about himself, and to hope that as in the upcoming years, people who did not feel safe in the industry can feel safe. Um. The sad thing for me is it's like, for me as a person who's worked with Grant, I it's like almost surreal because the person he is now would just never do that. But that's not who he was. And like he's basically stated in his public statement that there's just things you can't, you, they, they happen and you can't ignore them. And sadly, he dug his hole just a bit too deep. And for me... We talk about Valve. It comes to these big personalities. It comes to it, it starts at the top, meaning that if the professionals are not allowed to do it, that's the first step. Like you have to establish that at the highest level, the examples that are set for the rest of the community, it's not allowed. But the logical next step has to be to punish anyone in the community who's doing it as well. We don't want you in our community. Like, be alienated because you're a sexist piece of shit. Like, that should happen. You should not be included with anyone. You need to learn that nobody will tolerate your presence. And you're not allowed to have your presence in any given community at all if you are like this. Like, that that needs to be the message. I, I don't see any other message. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I was growing up, if I ever had a girl in my game, I'd always tease her. Like, that was something that was normal for guys. Like, I, I will be blatantly honest and say I never once, like, you know, sexually harassed a woman. But I would tease them all the time just because, I'm, you know, that's what guys did. And that was unacceptable. Like, that, that is unacceptable. Like, I look back on that and I'm like, I, you know, I, I really didn't know any better. And, I, I, you know, and yeah. I feel uh, – and all I can do from now is just never do that again. But moving forward as guys, like, this kind of stuff, it's like, you know, one day I was told – that this like certain words are inappropriate to say online. And I was like, wow, like I really didn't know that offended anyone. Or I really didn't know what I was like the harm I was causing somebody around me. If somebody tells you that it's causing them harm, you just have to stop. Like you just have to reflect and say, this is harming somebody else. This makes it really hard for them to be a part of this. Like I'm basically bullying them away. And like, imagine that happening to yourself. Like that's what somebody who's in a position of power, which in this case, the men of the community are sadly, like that's just how it is. That's what we have to do. And it, the, the emphasis I gave at the start of this was that men have to punish other men for this. Like it, it's not going to be enough for women to reach out and 
like basically gang up on on the guys that have you know, you know wronged them it's on the guys to be like this is not tolerable anymore when this happens us the people in power and authority for now will take care of this and make it so in the future it doesn't have to be this way um so as a streamer like what i've always tried to do to the best of my capabilities maybe not even enough is that like if i see people in my chat that i'm just like you're you're if they say something that's just completely out of line towards any group of people whatever um i just i just perma ban them and tell them exactly why i did that you know like i'm like this is like you have to understand you are being an insensitive piece of shit towards this person or whatever mm-hmm. and you need to rethink your actions and they just get banned yeah. it's like i i, I you, it just it has there's no other option and valve has to take in my opinion that exact approach to communication in the game of dota like you shouldn't be allowed to harass a woman a single time in a game without getting permaban for it like why like why should it be okay why should there be warnings you know why Mm -hmm. like decree a public statement that you do this one time you're gone it's like are you afraid of losing your player base i'm personally a fan of like getting rid of the shittier people because all the good people will come back or the people that are willing to change they'll come back there's a lot of people that have been pushed away by this, right? Like there's a lot of people that have left communities like Dota because the community can be like so many people are just pieces of shit. There's why some games like purposely prevent communication, especially over the mic for that reason. And And that's bad. Yeah. That's horrible. Go ahead. That's absolutely sad. Like Um, that does happen though. Yeah. And and to, to the point that suggesting that people can change second chance, yada, yada, not saying not saying you know he deserves to go in exile by any means but as far as being involved in our scene and when it comes to this topic of sexual harassment we need to take very seriously uh it it just he just can't be and obviously as you mentioned he is stepping down so yes he can still change and hopefully he does and you could suggest again since that time he has changed but unfortunately the past caught up with him in this case and he these are the repercussions that are you know coming as a result of those actions that did happen there so yeah all right right. yeah tough topics i again it's it like like the reason why it's not it's there's a reason why it's a discussion and the reason why it's a problem right it's yeah (laughs) if the solution was there it would have already been done yeah it's it's important to talk about, and I, I was not excited to come to this podcast at all, as I'm sure you were in the same boat to the idea of talking about this topic. But uh, you and I both thought it was very important to certainly address it, give our opinions, and um, you know, make make a point that it, it is there. As uncomfortable as it is, it is there, and it certainly needs to be talked about uh, going forward. And hopefully, the, the conversation does continue, and we do um, evolve from this as a whole when it comes to Dota community. So, all right. Um, so as far as uh, that is concerned, I think uh, that covers the conversation concerning that. Oh yeah. The, the one other thing I did want to mention for those that, that more of just the new side of things on that topic, going back to real quickly, uh, there's actually a talent agency, agency uh, OPG. I believe they go by, I forget what it stands for in full, but the CEO was, uh, a statement came out about sexual harassment uh, from him, and he ended up resigning the day later, and we'll see how that continues to evolve. But this company, uh, they 
represented a lot of high tier talent within the streaming community and the gaming community. Names like Co Carnage, etc., that were definitely some pretty big deals who have actually stepped down uh, being represented by them. So I, I get, I'm bringing that up for the news sake, but also making a point that movement's happening. Change is definitely happening as a result of these stories that have been coming out from not only the gaming, but again, focusing on the Dota 2 side of things. And um, it, it's, that, it's that weird thing to say that I hope more come out, but at the same time, that sucks if more come out because that means there are more stories that are very unfortunate. But I know with talking to some of my uh, uh, co-workers that, that, that are women in the scene and uh, other women that have been involved in the Dota 2 scene in the past, there's certainly unfortunately are other stories that are out there as well so um like i said uh, we'll, we'll see if it's something that we talk about next week as well frankly i wouldn't be surprised but um we'll we'll, we'll get those updates in but yeah as you pointed out grand grant did it actually tweet out that uh, gonna be stepping away from esports for the time being so <sighs> moving on to as <laughs> feels weird i mean can we really move on but um there there are some updates I almost, you know, I was going, okay, there's a couple of events going on, but then I saw the Dota 2 Reddit amongst obviously all the news coming out. More shitty news. Um, plus one is removed uh, from BTS Pro Series due to match fixing, by the way. So Just now or something? I earlier today, four hours ago. Uh, uh, not this. Yeah, uh, let me pull it up here. Let's see. Uh, yeah, the team plus one, uh, they were... Wow. Uh, so Juan, Ched, and Yano were the players that were suspended from competing in BTS events. They were found to be match fixing. I don't know if the details were given in terms of the very specific match. Again, just really looking at this now. Um, yeah, we'll provide relevant information and evidence to Valve. Plus, one are currently banned from all future BTS events. So, uh, according to what we have right here, was the three players that were uh, that were banned, but. You know, that's a cherry on top, isn't it? <laughs> as far as I don't just, even know who plus one is. Who well, is uh, there, there's a, like I said, there's a couple, the, the three names that I was given right there. Uh, X-U-A-N, Quan or Schwan. Holy shit, it. these are people in my pubs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I recognize some of these names. Like, I, I know I've <laughs> oh my God, casted man. them on, like, lower tier teams before in the uh, NAC. I thought this was one of the NA teams, but I had no idea. Holy shit, I'm like, I recognize fucking three of these names. I wonder who it is. That's uh, there's one of them I secretly hope it is, but I'm not gonna tell who that is. I just don't like them in pubs. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I look at that shit and I'm just like, what are people doing, man? Like, maybe they just think they have no future in this industry anyway, so they're going for the gold and cash out quick or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Um. <sighs> The news just keeps coming in, I guess. So that wasn't even on our schedule. Yeah, I, I was, like I said, I was kind of breaking in a sense. So I don't, not really much else to say on that other than those three players are banned. And, you know, good riddance. Obviously, they had enough evidence for match fixing. I know that you've made a point, especially in the past, that when it comes to match fixing, certainly very, very strict with that. So um, yeah. no longer for those three players. The overall response, by the way, there's like a discussion going on in our chat. Usually our chat isn't nearly this lively, so it's nice to know that people sure. care enough about a convers or a topic like this. It's kind of been asked, like, why didn't we bring like a female guest on and everything? I think it's important that this is just a kind of initial reactions to a situation. This situation hasn't fully 
like this is just the beginning, at least in my opinion. This is just the beginning. Um, I think as men, even though it's important to hear the women's perspective, that the whole point of this podcast is for us to kind of like talk about what's currently going on in Dota and mm-hmm. processing our thoughts on that. And obviously this is just us basically having a discussion. This isn't some news report or, you know, I, well, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I just think that uh, for us, like this is this and the rest of the scene, I think we're all kind of job draw dropping, right? Like, I, I did want to get one for next week. I will say that no, now. That was the plan. I'm saying this is like initially, yeah. this is the initial thing. This like, just all, happened. Um, this just happened. <laughs> 24 like, hours ago reactions. plus. And uh, I was I was actually, we haven't talked about this ourselves, you and I, but mm-hmm. I was going to mention like we should do that for next week. And I think that once the situation has manifested itself much more clearly, it's not that it's over, but maybe like, you know, people have had some time to process. That's when we can start having a real, you know, both sides discussion about about the issue. Uh, I, I think jumping into a discussion about an issue before it's ready to be discussed, in my opinion, is like almost potentially worse than mm-hmm. doing what we're doing. So that's that's I just wanted to respond to that because it was a common topic in chat. And I think it's important that people understand that we get that part of it, that we are two guys talking about this when it's a problem faced by women. Uh, I get that. So just want, I, I think that needed to be addressed. Yeah, no, I'm glad you did. And like I said, that, that was, that definitely is the plan to uh, reach. Again, I can't guarantee <laughs> I can't guarantee that we'll get one on, but certainly hopefully we get a woman that's willing to talk uh, to us. Very, maybe, maybe, hopefully we haven't been ignorant and stupid enough as men. During this uh, podcast for that. Yeah, but no, it, it, I do 100%. Agree. It's absolutely important to get a voice from them and make sure that they are heard as well to, on such a sensitive and serious topic. So, um, yeah, uh, back to, again, just recapping here. Speaking of the uh, BTS Pro Series, as it's called, the NA South America region. So we have that update there with uh, the team plus one no longer playing, but uh, they're finishing up throughout this week. Going to be entering the playoffs right now. Business Associates in first place, actually, with EG, Four Zoomers, and Quincy Crew. So Four Zoomers slowing down a little bit. Remember, they were the uh, undefeated team as our last week podcast, and they uh, are now at 4-2-0, so still looking solid. But I, I did mention they the challenges are certainly coming up as the schedule. And they win 1-1 with Quincy Crew, and... That's it. That's the only game they've lost since. That's the only series they've played. So they've got the business associates as well as Beast Coast left. So Beast Coast not doing too hot, but obviously business associates in first place should be a good trial to see if uh, Four Zoomers is up to snuff. I will say that I have been on plenty of tier three teams that are quite capable of taking a game off of some of the best NA teams. And we did do that. Now, the real question is, it's much harder to take two out of three games. It really is. Way harder. So it's it's hard to determine much from seeing them go 1-1 against EG, 1-1 against Quincy Crew. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I really would have to see, like, you know, are they um, capable of taking a best of three from any of these teams? And if they can do that, you know, and make a deep deep run into the playoffs, that's, that's when I will really be secured whether or not they mean business as a squad. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they just have to not go. Oh, four. I think. Yeah. If they don't go. Oh, four. They're upper bracket. Yeah. Almost no. Certainly. So for me, that's uh they should almost certainly make upper bracket. 
and they'll have the chance to prove themselves against the the best that NA has to offer. Am I right, Reggie? Absolutely. That great NA competition that's going on right there. So no, there's uh, some <laughs> solid teams and it should be it should be fun to follow. But yeah, four zoomers. It's hey, yeah, you you got me rooting for them now as well. Yeah, as, uh, I, I'm all about it, man. Feeling the hype there, yeah. Uh, that leads us to the Europe uh, CIS region of the Beyond Epic event that's currently going on. Again, that uh, $200,000 prize pool, so some serious money on the line. Uh, they got the two groups split up. You do have a couple of teams advancing out of Group B at Fly to Moon as well as Team Liquid. Uh, moving on to those top two spots right now, Nigma and Viking GG are on top of uh, Group A. So not much else to follow up on there. Liquid, uh, again, looking solid in the group stages. Always a... Uh, course to follow them but enigma also up there oh, i guess secret okay well yeah secrets only played one series i was gonna say they're there in fourth place but at that one and oh record only played one series so they still have matches to uh compete in here but yeah any uh further follow-up there nope <laughs> all right well those are the uh couple of events that are definitely keeping an eye on and uh focused on to see how they develop and by next week i believe they might be finishing up if i'm not mistaken so going through the weekend here in both cases so I'll have some more to talk about on uh, that instance as well. But I think that brings us to the conclusion of this episode. Again, wasn't uh, wasn't one necessarily looking forward to discussing, but I, I, I am glad that we did. And I, I do hope more conversation continues to happen uh, once again when it comes to this uh, topic of the sexual harassment within the Dota 2 scene, especially in our case, and uh, really... Uh, making sure it's very aware that it's a real thing and also how to act both as people in general, uh, especially on the men, the men's side, uh, when you're dealing with, uh, women at events in game, whatever it may be, uh, when it comes to Dota two. So, uh, BSJ, any final thoughts, anything else? Mm. I don't want to go back to this last topic, but I feel like I need to say something on our podcast one last time here. Um, basically there's another discussion in chat about basically me talking about the Zyori situation without watching Zyori's response. And the problem for me here is that I see the Zyori situation and I don't really, to be frank, I don't really give a shit about this exact scenario. I give a shit about the overall problem that is causing this scenario. Like I personally see a scenario like this and I say, what caused it? Why is it happening? What can we do about it in the future? And so as a guy, it is our responsibility, if we are called out for doing something like this, if it was not intentional, to answer with anything other than, I am sorry, I did not know that affected you that way. I will look to never do it again. Any other response than that is not okay. I see these type of things and I say, I want to move forward with this. I want this kind of shit to never happen again. I read this post that that uh, Ashna Christ or Ashna Chris posted, and my interpretation is Zyori didn't mean to do it. Like, that's what I see from it. And there's going to be many other scenarios where people get accused or people, um, you know, say that they were uh, abused or uh, whatever you want from this scenario. There's going to be other examples of this. And so there's either clear intent or there's not. I did not see clear intent from this post. I did not see clear intent. So if there's not clear intent, there's no proof. And the only thing Zayori can do is to apologize and say he'll never do it again. Any other person in this given scenario has the same option, right? The difference between this and the Grant situation is that in the Grant situation, he blatantly 
like did it online. They have proof that he did it. He admitted that he did it. And he said that it's not okay. There's two types of problems here. One of them is a guy that clearly made a woman very uncomfortable and did not intend to do so. On the other hand, it was just complete inappropriate action. But either one of them requires us as men to understand the impact of them and to keep ourselves from doing them. And when it comes to my discussion of these topics, I care about the future of this discussion, not about these specific instances in, in terms of the discussion that needs to be had as men and what we can do to be better. So maybe that sounds harsh or rude or ignorant, but um, that's I, I felt the need to say that before we wrapped up the podcast because I don't appreciate being misunderstood. So uh, even if you don't like my opinion, so be it. But at least now I'm not misunderstood. So fair enough. That's All it for right. me on that one. So I had to jump back into that. I know we went to like a nice lighter topic on the event updates, <laughs> but I, I just don't, I, I get this often in my stream where I'll say something and people misunderstand me. Sometimes I'll be like, you guys are just stupid. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, I can understand why you misunderstood me. I'm not going to do that. Like I want to clarify. So mm-hmm. that was one of those. So. so you're right. That's why I asked. I had something to say. So. Um, but, uh, okay. I, I think we are good to officially wrap this up. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you for tuning in, uh, especially with it, when it comes to this heavy discussion here. And, uh, we do look forward to seeing you guys next week on the podcast. Uh, plans going to be the same every Monday at 7 PM Eastern for the Wombo combo. So until then I'm breaking CBK joined as always by BSJ. We'll catch you next time. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.